0: Learning and Development, Episode 3, History Class, written by Michelle Whelan, narration by AI Simulation Ellie. I stood there staring at the door, gritting my teeth. I hate our new logo. It wasn't the one I designed, and now people call us Choke Broad Learning. I knew I had to correct people, but not in this way. I took a sip of my coffee, still staring at it when Chastity opened the front door. Sarah, you're not going to get any work done standing there she cheerfully told me. My attention shifted towards her, wondering if it was too early to fire her. I took another sip of my coffee, staring at her, realizing that would be quite a bad option. After all, her uncle gave us a good deal on the office space. I finished the last drop of coffee as I walked through the door when I heard, Sarah coming from the boardroom. This shouting wasn't a good shout. It was more like an I'm scared and I don't know what to do kind of a shout. I slowly moved towards where my name was being shouted, to find Doug standing there on the opposite side of the table with piles of stationery. I looked down at it and quickly dropped my bag in the corner of the room. I was staring at all these pens, notepads, USB sticks, and stainless steel travel mugs with the logo Choke broad on them. I looked up at Doug, who stood with his arms wide open, slowly shaking his head. I picked up one of the mugs to examine it closely, wondering if we could scratch the correct name into it. There goes the last of our loan, Doug finally said. I wanted to cry right there. This is not how this company should have gone. I gripped the coffee mug tight. What do we do? I said, hoping Doug would have some answers for me. He sighed for a long time and ran his fingers through his hair. I really don't know, but I'm starting to see your point of view with- Before he could finish his sentence, Chastity was walking to the boardroom. Knock, knock, Chastity said, popping her head into the room. What do you want me to do with Mrs. Barton? I looked up from the mess and stared at Doug, unaware of what was happening. Who's Mrs. Barton? I asked as I turned my attention to Chastity. Your 9.30 meeting, Chastity explains. I looked at my watch and noticed it was only 9.10 a.m. She's a bit early, don't you think? I said. Doug and Chastity both shared confused looks. Once again, that Australian tongue came out of me. I shook my head, thinking of another response. Um, why don't you offer a cup of tea and a bicky? Chastity stood at the door trying to make sense of what I was saying, and then I realized again where I was and translated for her, Offer Mrs. Barton a coffee. Let her know we will be there soon. As Chastity left the room, I turned my attention back to Doug, looking down at the badly misspelt merch on the table. We need to get rid of the stuff now. This was our only boardroom, so we couldn't have misspelt stuff everywhere. I grabbed the closest box and swiped everything into it. I approached Chastity's desk and asked her to set up our boardroom. How? She whispered to me. I rolled my eyes and tried not to make a big deal about it in front of our first client. Set it up. You know, things like adding water, pens, and notepads to start a meeting. Chastity gave me a big toothy smile and a thumbs up to say she understood me, then got up and left. I straightened myself up before approaching Mrs. Barton. She looked at me with a smile and noticed I was approaching her. Hello, I'm Sarah Miller, the head of Chalkboard Learning, I said to her as I placed my hand out to shake it. Mrs. Barton shook my hand slowly, saying, You know the front door says Chalkboard Learning. I smiled and said, Yes, I know that. Unfortunately, we do have a mix-up with another company in the building. The door guy delivered us the wrong door. Smooth, Sarah. As we walked into the boardroom, I noticed there was not much on the table. Some of our choke-broad notepads and pens from the box I put everything into. I looked over at the TV on the other side of the room to find a picture slideshow of water. There is nothing like a quick Google search on water images and add select slideshow. I slowly closed my eyes in disbelief and gently shook my head. This is not what I meant by water in the room. What's with the slideshow? Doug said behind me. I asked for water in the room and got this. I don't know. It's kind of calming, Sarah, Mrs. Barton said as she sat down. All I could do was smile, knowing I'd just have to give in to this. Sitting down, I saw Mrs. Barton looking at the notepad and pen before her, curious about the logo designs. I wanted to reach out and grab the pen off her, hoping she wouldn't see it any further, but it was too late. What can we do you for? Doug asked. I noticed he was sitting beside me. Well... She started off, then gathered her thoughts and continued to talk. I'm the history teacher over at Arthur St. Clary High School. I sat there staring and smiling at her. This school didn't sound familiar to me. I'm going on long service leave in a couple of months, and the school has asked me to write up the curriculum for when I'm away. I started to take notes on my crappy merchandise, every now and then scribbling out the lousy logo. At the same time, Mrs. Barton continued, I'm going away for about 10 weeks and I want to ensure my students are looked after while I'm away. I don't want to be on the cruise ship panicking that they will learn nothing. I opened my mouth to talk to her. Before I could say anything, she started talking again. You see, they told me who would be taking over my class while I was away and I know he is a lazy teacher. One of those teachers who would rather show movies than teach. I mean, where do they get these teachers from? The last thing I want my class to be quoting is South Park just like the last class he taught did. South Park is kind of like history, I casually mention. That didn't go down well, as Doug shot me a look, and Mrs. Barton sat there staring at me. What, it kinda is. They do episodes based on current events, I answered them both. Sarah, that is quite interesting when you think about it, Mrs. Barton says. Okay, I said, wanting to return to the topic. What did you want us to do? She took a deep breath before answering. I was looking for online classes for my history class. This will be for the seventh grade kids. They are so engaging. So I was hoping for some online classes that suit them. Then she let out a smile. I wrote down every word Mrs. Barton said. Looking back at the notes I had taken, I didn't feel like I had anything more to add. An online course about history. Do you know what you teach? Doug added. They are learning about the ancient worlds at the moment she answered him. I had to sit there and think about this for a bit. You know, like Egypt, Greece, and Rome. She noticed me thinking about what the ancient worlds were. I could hear Doug writing down everything she said. He leaned back up from what he was doing to ask his next question. So, next question? After the meeting, Doug and I walked her out the front door. Before she left, she asked, so how much would it be? I quickly turned to look at Doug, and Doug did the same. This was something we never discussed in all our time planning the business. How much do we charge? We sat in an hour-long meeting and have yet to discuss payments. We will send you a quote before we start, Doug said as he hurried Mrs. Barton out the door. Once we watched her get onto the elevator, I let off a sigh of relief. Quotes, I said to Doug as I followed him to his office. Isn't that what you're supposed to say when you have no idea how to charge someone? He said as he sat down. I sat before him, wondering how we set this process. So how much do we charge? Whatever you think you're worth, Doug answered. Not helpful at all. I know my work is excellent, but I don't know how great it is. And knowing me, I would also charge a small price. How much do you think I'm worth? I asked him. Doug stops to think about this. Not sure. How much do you think I'm worth? I tilt my head slightly, thinking about it before answering, worth the money. I never really thought of my worth. I know I'm good at what I do, but I never really thought about how good I was. For each contract we ever took on, I accepted the salary. 110K, 130K, 100K. I'm not really ever thinking of my worth, so when it comes to now running my own company, I am at a loose end with payments. I typed into Google looking for answers, but most of these leadership programmers always quoted the same as Doug, tell them what you are worth. I am sure some idea will come to me soon." It was only a short time before we heard from Mrs. Barton again. She sent over the content, and Doug and I sat staring at his computer screen. He scrolled through pages upon pages of written content. Each time he scrolled I thought it would be his last, but it kept going. "'Is this thing going to end?' I asked. He moved his mouse over to the scroll bar, which highlighted that we were on page 142 of 400 pages. I dropped my head in disbelief. She was worried that the other teacher would bore the students to death. As Doug scrolled down, he found hyperlinks to about 10 videos. Well, looks like we got work to do, I told him. We played rock, paper, and scissors for each subject, and I got Ancient Greece. And like always, the first one to finish got Ancient Rome. I sat back at my desk, looked through this 400-page essay she wrote on the ancient worlds, and found all about Greece. There was so much about it, from when the myth of Greece started to the gods and goddess, the modern-day art of thinking, maths, politics, and the arts, the Olympics, and the wars. It just went on and on and on. I messaged Doug. Me. My god, does she write for Wikipedia in her spare time? Doug. Maybe. Me. She should let them read this. South Park is starting to sound better. Doug. Yeah. Me. If only South Park did the ancient worlds, then we could use that. The dots bounced in the chat and then stopped. I got up from my desk and walked to Doug's office. I looked inside. He was making that face when he is trying to concentrate on something. You know, frowning eyebrow, pursed lips, and his chin all wrinkly. I went back to my desk and continued to read. It took us about six weeks to complete ten perfectly functioning courses and place them into a learning management system. Just so you're up to date, there were nine modules, three on each of the ancient worlds, and one reference guide. Then, finally, we sent over the links and logins for approval. Once I hit send, I looked over at Doug. I never felt so proud of the work we did. It's like we have never lost our touch. I joined Doug on the couch in our hangout room and hand him a beer. The hangout room was the empty space we had in this office. We didn't know what to do with it, so we set up a couch and TV there. We would hang out in this space when we needed a chill break. We clinked bottles and smiled at each other. Well done, Doug. Our first client done and dusted. He turned the TV on and sat there, smiling away. I could sense he was pretty proud of himself over this. The following Monday, I got this email from Mrs. Barton. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for the courses. I looked over them, and they are amazing. But I can't help noticing there are no knowledge checks. I like that the program you built can mark the students at 100% when they view each module. Still, I would feel more comfortable if there was some sort of knowledge check to give me an understanding of where they lacked the knowledge. I was hoping you could use the videos from YouTube as part of this. The content I gave you does relate back to the video as well. I dropped my head onto my desk as Doug walked in. We forgot the knowledge checks, I said to him without moving my head. What does this mean? Doug answered. Means we need to sit down, watch the videos, find questions, and then add them into the course. I'll get the coffee. Doug said as he left my office. I set up the laptop and found the list of YouTube videos that Mrs. Barton sent over. Doug placed a cup of coffee in front of me. He sets himself up on our boardroom table. I waited for Doug to get comfortable, then pressed play on the first video. The YouTube channel was called History in the Making. It was eye-catching, and the animation effects were a nice touch to explain the content of the delivered information. But! It felt like I was on a roller coaster. The host was all over the place. One moment, he is here, then he is there, and then talking to himself, then animation, then back to the host, then finally done in ten minutes. I sat there staring at the TV screen. I had no words to explain what I had just seen. And yet, the information flowed through the video quite smoothly. What the fuck was that? I finally spoke. Who thought it was a good idea to give the host red cordial before the filming? Cordial? Doug questions me. Once again, forgetting where I was, I translated, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. Doug let out a little noise. I could tell Doug was not impressed, but not if it was me or how much extra work we needed to do. I looked down at my notepad. I didn't get a single question. This YouTube clip was so full-on it was hard to grab information or questions from it to fill out our knowledge checks. I looked back up at Doug who was still staring at the TV. Did you get any questions? He looks down at his notepad. Nope. Let's watch the next one and see what we get, I told him. The afternoon was gone watching these YouTube videos. No questions, no answers. My head hurts. As we left the stuffy room, I turned to Doug. Maybe it's best if we look for knowledge checks somewhere else. Doug nodded. He heads toward the front door before saying, I'm going outside for a walk. I need some fresh air. That actually sounded like a good idea. Can I join? I asked as I grabbed my jacket. We were walking down the street, and I knew we were heading towards our new coffee hub. Sometimes when Doug says let's go for a walk, he means going for coffee. Or does it mean I need to be left alone? I can't tell at times. Doug finally broke the silence between us. Did you know that in ancient Greece, they called themselves Hellenes? The Romans called them that and they liked it so much that they called themselves this. That's interesting, I told him. Where did you learn that from? I asked. Surprisingly, those YouTube videos. He let out a little amusement giggle. Was Doug trying to tell me something? Wait, you mean there is something to these videos? I asked him. Doug just smiled at me. It was like he knew something and I didn't. As we continued on our walk, I started thinking about those videos and the use of multimedia in our courses. We have built quite a few courses using a mixture of media. Okay, when I say quite a few, I mean a lot. Using mixed media helps balance the information we are trying to get out to the end users. So, basically, using mixed media to get our point across. I never came across videos that were, well, the, as full on as those. The funniest thing about these hyperactive cross formatting overloaded information, hosting talking to himself videos, is I can't stop thinking about them. These videos were interesting, as to say. I mean that they are way too hyper for kids to watch as they won't be able to gather the information as fast as adults. But hang on, were these videos designed for kids or adults? The end users will be watching the video a buttload of times before they can even answer the first question. I wonder if there is a way on YouTube to slow down the videos for an end user to gather as much info as possible I don't have an issue with the mix formatting and the host being addicted to red cordial. I do worry that the end users will get lost with overloading sensors displayed all at one time, I told Doug. In my rambling, I think I had a plan, but before I could say anything, Doug suddenly stopped in his tracks and turned to face me. Sarah! I may have pissed him off, but I do have a plan. What? All I'm saying is, We can stop the video at certain points to let the end user answer some questions relating to that part of the video before moving on to the next part. This will slow down the video's hyperness and let the end user gather the necessary information. We can also set it up with the three tries method as well. This way Mrs. Barton sees where the students got wrong. I stood there smiling away at Doug with this simple idea. I remember reading about this in a forum once. Doug stood there staring at me, trying to process all the information dump I placed on him. He changed his stand and then asked, wait, you know how to do this? I let out a dar and said, of course, Storyline has a function and triggers to do this. Doug grabbed me around the shoulders and said, go back and get started. I'll get the coffee. I started to build the knowledge checks with a new way of designing videos into Storyline. I was kind of excited about it as I always wanted to try this design. Doug came in with coffee, and Doug being Doug, still needed to get used to the functions Articulate Storyline has to offer. I showed the steps of building a Check Your Knowledge videos. We both agreed to find at least one to two questions per segment, and try to keep the segments down to about three parts. Doug also threw in some random questions about the host for some fun. Once we created the final knowledge checks of each of the nine courses, we took a step back and looked at the masterpiece. We knew we were done when we gave each other the thumbs up. Mrs. Barton arrived at the office. We walked her to the boardroom and sat down. I didn't understand why Mrs. Barton was here. Thank you for the courses. They are wonderful. She tapped her finger in the air and continued to say, really like what you guys did with the videos. Very clever, I might add. She sat there smiling away at the sheer enjoyment of those courses. I sat there smiling away, still wondering why she was here, trying to find a way to ask her. As all three of us sat there, the room started to fill with an awkward silence. I continued to smile hard while looking around the room, trying to find a way to break this tension. Oh, payments, she finally said. Doug forgot to send her the quotes. I looked over at him, and he stared back at me, wondering if I had an answer. I still struggle with this question as it pops up often in our time with our clients. As much as those Leadership Programmers' videos and blogs felt like they didn't help me at all, as I sat here staring at Doug, I realized they actually did. I know my worth, and I know Doug's worth. I calculated in my head how much it would cost her and came to a rough five grand. The sheer look on her face scared her. Five grand! I'm a school teacher! Five grand is about a quarter of my salary. I felt terrible for her. I get it. Teachers earn less money and need so many resources to teach, which, for some reason, comes out of their pocket. I looked over at Doug again. His mouth hung there in mid-air, and you could see the blank expression in his eyes. He didn't have an answer, nor could he think of one. The hardest part of any job is always getting paid. How do you tell someone how much things are worth and how to ask for the payment? I looked down at my hands resting on the table realizing I should have gotten a contract drawn up. This would make uncomfortable situations like this easier. Then, I came up with an answer. Yeah, I know. Five grand is a lot of money, but we did spend a lot of time on it. I could feel Doug burning a hole into my soul when I said this. He quickly grabbed my hand and squeezed it tight before saying to Mrs. Barton, what my colleague was trying to say is, yes, we did spend a lot of our time on this project for you, but We also understand that being a school teacher means money is sometimes scarce. Don't we, Sarah? He said and squeezed my hand tighter. I tried not to show that his grip hurt me, but I followed his direction. Yes, teaching is hard, was all I could get out. I get it, teaching is hard. I used to be a teacher myself. So, Doug continued, letting go of his grip. Seems this is our first time. Why don't we do this for an extra small fee? Doug grabbed the closest notepad and pen and continued to talk to Mrs. Barton. What I am going to do is write down on this piece of paper an amount. You can agree to it or negotiate on another price. I was thinking something on the lines of this. He let go of my hand and wrote down a number on a piece of paper. He slides across the table to Mrs. Barton. As she opened the piece of paper, her worried expression turned to a relaxed, smiling, happy one. Are you sure about this? She asked. I have no idea what the number was written on the paper, and I couldn't see it when Mrs. Barton read it. I was lost in this conversation. Yes, I'm pretty sure, Doug reassured her. That happy smile on Mrs. Barton's face was worth it. We shook hands with Mrs. Barton as she left. As soon as she entered the elevator, I felt Doug let out a deep breath. Okay, next client, he said as he was about to return to his office. I stopped him and asked, What was the amount? He stopped in his tracks and said, Sarah, it really doesn't matter. There is more to running a company than money. I didn't understand what he was on about. He took another deep breath before explaining. Sometimes, the reputation can make the company. I think that is just as important as the payment. He turns back and heads towards his office. As I followed him, thinking about what he said, I walked past the boardroom. I noticed the piece of paper was still on the table. Curiosity got the better of me. I walked in, grabbed the piece of paper, and looked at the number Doug wrote on it. I stood there smiling away. I have known Doug for ten years. I know all his insides and outs. I know what makes him tick and what makes him happy. I have always been there for him and fighting in his corner, but looking at this piece of paper may have added one more thing to my knowledge about Doug. I let out a small giggle and then said, okay, cool. I screwed that piece of paper up and placed it in my pocket. I looked around the room, realizing our first client project was officially completed. I tapped on my pocket and then said to myself, Oh right, I need to write up contracts. You have been listening to Learning and Development. Tune in next time.